Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we look at slowing down our lives so we can focus on things that truly matter. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh, when my burn burned down, Paradise of California burned down. So who am I to sit here and complain about my lot in life? There comes a point in time where you just have to milk the damn goat. That's the lion, that's the lion, that's the lion. That's it, man. That's it, bro. This week, we finish up our series talking about how busyness and hurry can affect our lives in such negative ways. And we're going to finish up by talking about our careers. As we try to make a difference in this world and as we make time for ourselves, it's really important to spend some time relaxing. And if you're from where I'm from, up north, sometimes winter gets long. And so it's important to spend some time with the people that you care about, your family, your friends, your loved ones. What better way to do that than around a fireplace with one of your favorite cocktails from Infinity Beverages. They've got so many great cocktails for every season, including the winter. Check them out at infinitybeverages.com. And here's the amazing thing. You can hop on their website and they will deliver it right to your door. Check out Infinity Beverages at infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of the Jesus Never Ran podcast. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the last couple of podcasts, I really encourage you to do so. The first in this little trilogy of busyness and hurry affecting our lives was talking all about faith. And we really dug in to how busyness and hurry is affecting our ability to experience our faith and how it has created systems that really don't honor our beliefs very well. And then last week, the conversation was all about relationships. And honestly, this is where it gets us the worst is in our relationships, how the art of timing is a lost art and the art of eye contact is a lost art. And then I gave out five of the biggest relationship killers that are out there specific to not having enough time for one another. Now, we're going to finish this out with our Career. So today we're talking all about how busyness and hurry can affect our work life. As we talk about career, it's a little bit tricky because I know everybody's career is very unique. But I think I can relate to most of you out there, most of the listeners of this podcast, because my career has taken me in a lot of different spaces. Currently, I work from home. I work for myself. Everything I do is of my own accord from a standpoint that my office is at home. I decide what I'm doing, if I'm doing it, etc. Whether it's this podcast, speaking, our marriage events, etc. I also have worked in spaces where I had to be there at eight o'clock and I had to leave at five o'clock. I've done that a few times in my career as well. And then I've had some spaces that have been a bit in between where uh, I had to be in the office some, but then I could work from home some. A lot of my work has been with my lovely wife, Susie. And then some of my career, like this podcast, are things that I do on my own. So I'm hoping that this conversation can be pretty well-rounded just because my experience covers most spaces that career people would engage in. 
Now, the first thing I want to talk about, because this is so vital, in regards to time, the most important thing is taking the time to figure out what you should be doing in your career. What should you be doing? So often what I hear is people in careers and they're miserable because they don't come alive when they're there. And often it's because they grew up in this society. So our American society, it tells you, first of all, hey, you can be anything you want to be. You can be an astronaut. You can be the president. Whatever you want to do, you go get it. And then after a while, we start to grow up. And then our culture starts to tell us, oh, yeah, we're just kidding. Just get really good grades so that you can go to college and do something practical, <laughs> right? So long I wanted to be a musician in my life. Not very practical, but I just tuned out a lot of those voices and I made a go of it for quite a while. Still do in some ways. So that's one thing. And then once we get into our career path, we go to college and then there's just, you know, depending on the path that we took in college, we just trudge our way through that experience and we get out of college and naturally soon, well, I invested all of that time and money in that. I absolutely have to do something with that in my life. And then so many people try it and hate it. And so they you know, in some ways they wasted that time, not completely because I'm sure they discovered so many things while they're going to college, but so many people are not using their college degrees, especially a younger generation. They're going to college, but not actually using those college degrees. And then you get into a career field and at first you're enjoying it because it's new and it's exciting. But the farther you get down the road, if it's something that you're not really passionate about, it can become a little bit mundane. And then you get far enough down the road and you don't want to quit doing that thing, even if you hate it, because there's so many benefits that you've built up. And so then you look ahead, maybe you're my age, maybe you're in your early 40s and you're looking ahead at a 20 to 25 year workspace in front of you and you're like, I feel like I have to stay here, but I don't know if I can stay here. And then you've got what I would call a conundrum. Now, that is why it's so important to think about what you truly should be doing as far as your career goes in this world. I know for myself that I have proven over my lifetime that I am good at a lot of things. Just like most of you, I would say all of you are good at a lot of things, but I'm only great at a handful of things, it, and it's a small handful. <laughs> it's not even a heaping handful. I am great at a few things, but I'm good at a lot of things. A lot of times we jump in a career because we think, oh, I could be good at that, but then are you gonna be okay with being good at that for 20, 30, 40 years? Probably not. So you really have to take the time to figure out how can I use what I'm great at to make a career out of it? Because then even if your career is struggling at times throughout your work history, that passion that you have for using your greatness is going to really help you to get through the hard times. And then when things are good, they're going to be great. Now, some of you are listening because I know the average age of the people that listen to this podcast. I know the majority of you who are listening to this are well into your working lives. And so you're hearing me saying this and you're saying, well, you know, <laughs> too little, too late. Thanks for nothing, Matt. Too little, too late is never the truth because at any point you can stop and do this. You know, we sometimes don't think that we can, but I have people in my life who have given up a career and leapt into the unknown for the sake of getting into the space where they can be great. 
I have, you've heard a little bit from him on this podcast, my brother-in-law, Kevin, he quit a teaching job after 15 years. And after 15 years in the teaching world, you've built up some benefits and some retirement. He quit that because he wasn't passionate about it. And he went into real estate, something he's great at. Relationally, this guy is phenomenal. And he is absolutely killing it in the real estate world. And He's just doing phenomenal, and that's because he took a huge risk. And I could go on and share other people that have done that, but I can also speak from our own story. My wife and I, several times in our lives, quit what we were doing right midstream. Sometimes it was because of force, other times because it's what we wanted to do. And when we found ourselves in those places, we adjusted and got ourselves in a space where we could be doing what we're great at. And I think after a 20 plus year career, we finally have really landed in the spaces that we're good at. And the biggest thing that we've learned is how to say no. So whether you're jumping into a career or you're just about to jump in a career or you've been in a career for 20, 30, 40 years, you can take the time and it's important to do this. Take the time to stop and evaluate. Am I involved with something that I can be great at? And if not, how do I adjust? Maybe you can just change what you're doing within the concept of the company that you're currently working for, or maybe you got to change things all together. The second thing that I want to talk about is how busyness can absolutely kill creativity. Now, whether you consider yourself a creative person or not, is not completely relevant because we're all creative in our own ways. Some of us are creative in artistic ways. You're good at music, you're good at art, you're great at design. Those are the spaces where we tend to say, oh, those are the creative people. But some of us are creative at problem solving. Some of us are creative at getting through conflict. All of us are creative in our own way. But what I know for certain is creativity gets sucked out of the room when people are too busy. If you are at a space in your work life where you go to work, whether it's at home or whether you go somewhere, and you, when you're working, if it's just all out for 40 hours a week and you're just go, 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 number one, you have to evaluate, are you truly being efficient enough with your time and is everything that you're doing things that you really need to do? But number two, you have to realize if that's the pace that you're running at, you will have zero space for creativity. And where there is no creativity, the workplace can become a very challenging space to be in. And creativity, love it or hate it, takes tons of time. When I'm coming up with ideas for podcasts, when I'm working on a new message for whatever organization I'm working for, when my wife Susie and I are working on a new event that we're going to put out there into the world, it takes a lot of time. And if we skimp on it, and if we try to rush through it, it's never as good, we don't feel prepared, we don't feel confident about what we're putting out there into this world. And so it's vitally important that we take this seriously. We too often in our career minds think numbers, think tasks, think things that need to be checked off our list, when in reality, we're going to have the most joy in our workplace when we create that space for creativity. If a problem arrives in your workspace and something needs to be figured out and there's a creative solution that has to be discovered, 
you can't expect to find that in a couple minutes, in an hour, in a day. That might take weeks or months to discover what is going to be the creative solution for that problem that's in the room. And if we attack that problem with just our logic and not necessarily putting any creativity in it, the odds of it working are not that great. Also, it's so important in this world, which has become very, very competitive, it's the creative minds that are going to stand out. It's the people who are doing things a little bit differently. But that kind of difference really relates back to the podcast on relationships. Because if we can get creative and wonderful in our relational capacity in our careers, that is what is going to make a huge difference. I can tell you that any place I go into, what determines whether I go back there or not is not so much the quality of the service that I got, but more so how I was treated as a person. And so many organizations do such a great job and they get creative of how they do it to make sure that I feel valued. But then when it doesn't happen, when I don't feel valued, even if their work was spectacular, I probably won't go back there because we live in a culture where there's so many options. So allowing space for creativity in your career life Number one, it's going to bring you so much fulfillment and so much joy. And number two, it's going to allow you to be more successful. And when you feel like you're more successful, you're going to be more fulfilled in your career. Those first two were direct connections where we could look at time, busyness, and hurry, and we could relate it directly to the workplace. This last one that I'm going to throw at you is quite indirect, but it very much affects your work life. Part of the struggle with our work life is simply the number of hours that we have to work. Now, I'd mentioned last week that there's some organizations that are piloting programs looking at what happens if we do four-day work weeks versus five. And those companies, just so you know, they're not trying four 10-hour days. We've all seen that done before. They're trying four eight-hour days. So they're moving their full-time status from 40 hours to 32 hours. There's one company that I saw that was actually piloting a program where you could work 28 hours and be considered full-time. And you don't lose pay. It's the same pay grade. And what they found is they found that the productivity not only did not go down, it actually went up. Because number one, people feel valued. Number two, people know they don't have as much time to get things done, so they're focused when they're at work. They're, they're creative and they get things done in the way that things need to be done. So I love that that is happening in our world. Unfortunately, that is the minority. What I have been seeing, and this has been in my own work life as well, that especially for management level jobs in hire, we're seeing the expectation of hours to be 40 plus. And those of you who are listening to this who are entrepreneurs, you're probably looking at 50 to 60 hours plus. And those entrepreneurial spirits, which I can relate to very well, we know that when we get passionate about something, passionate about a project, that we can shelf everything else and put all of our time and energy into these spaces. That is not really a healthy way to live long term. And you will probably sacrifice relationships and joy for the sake of success in your career. And we see that a lot in our world. So what's the answer? What's the answer? And that's what I'm going to get at. And that is simply this. Keeping up is what is keeping us down. 
The reason that we feel like we have to work so much is because we have to make X number of dollars. Because at the end of the day, we work in order to make money. There's very few people in this world that would say, if I didn't have to work, I still would work. There's a, there's a few of us. I think I would lie in that category. I would probably go nuts if I didn't have something to do where I felt like I was adding value to this world. But most people, based on the careers that they are in, especially people who don't really love what they're doing, if they didn't have to work, they wouldn't work. So it's not necessarily that we always want to work. So we're working to make money to pay for the things that we have. Here's where keeping up is keeping us down. When we try to keep up with our culture, it leaves us working our butts off to try to pay for those things that we feel like we're supposed to have because those are the things that our culture says are priorities. And we build up this life that on the outside looks pretty spectacular, but on the inside, all of us are dying because of our debt load and because of our workload. And so really, if we can just slow down in our lives from a standpoint of stopping this game of trying to keep up with the rest of our culture, it can really give us a lot more ability to choose how much or how little that we want to work. So let me give you an example. In a neighborhood I used to live, we were one of the first houses in the neighborhood. And so we were enjoying that. There was a couple neighbors around us, but slowly but surely, the rest of the houses became built up around us. And then what we noticed is one of our neighbors put in an in-ground sprinkler system. And we thought, well, that's, that's fine. It's a country subdivision, so you don't completely expect that. We weren't going to do that, but you know, to each his own. And if that's something that you value, great. One person did it within a matter of a few weeks. Another person started putting in a sprinkler system. Before you know it, practically the entire neighborhood had in-ground sprinkler systems. Then somebody got a four-wheeler and then the next neighbor got a four-wheeler. And this continued for the entirety of our time living there. One person got a pool, another person got a pool. It was crazy. People were just constantly trying to keep up with one another or they thought that was a good idea. I don't know why this was happening, but it was very obvious that this was what was going on. Every time you make a commitment, you make a financial commitment. Even if you pay for that thing in cash, there's still money and time that it takes to keep up with whatever it is. That in-ground sprinkler system, that four-wheeler, that boat, that new SUV, whatever it is, it's going to take time and it's going to take money. And every time we make that investment of time or money, we're going to need to work more or do something to create income that's going to support that. So... Now, I base so much of this on my faith. And when I look at the life of Jesus, I see a man who put so little priority on things. One of my favorite moments is when Jesus is walking away from Jerusalem and one of his disciples turns to him and points, hey, Jesus, look at those incredible buildings back there, pointing at the Jewish temples. And Jesus looks back at it and says, whatever, this is my paraphrase. He said, those things don't matter at all. They're all going to crumble in a very short time. That is not what we should be focused on. And here we are in our American culture, focused so much on things. Who has the most beautiful house? Who has the fanciest car? Who has the nicest four-wheeler or snowmobile or boat? And it's just a joke at the end of the day because it's taking so much of our time and finances. And we wonder why we're so miserable trying to work so many hours to keep up with that and it's because we're finding little fulfillment in our jobs and we're trying to work more in those unfulfilled jobs to pay for the things that we have that are proving to provide 
a false sense of joy and happiness. True joy, true happiness is found in space and in time. When I can hang out on my front porch in the middle of a day with my wife and just enjoy creation and enjoy her company, man, that is true wealth. When I can go and hang out and go fishing with my dad or hang out and go for a walk with a friend, that is where true joy and happiness resides. And I don't need to work more to pay for that. I can get that as long as I can manage to create space in my life. So take this seriously and ask yourself, are you in the business of keeping up with others? And are there things in your life that are forcing you to spend more time on your career than you want to because you have to work so many hours to keep up your lifestyle? And let me tell you, you're not a failure if you decide to downsize your house. You're not a failure if you decide to sell that boat or that four-wheeler. In so many ways, you're a champion. In so many ways, you're a radical. And in so many ways, you're living so much more like Jesus than the rest of the culture around you. Just a reminder that taking care of ourselves is one of the best ways to ensure we can take care of others and our world. Getting the right nutrition is, get this, 80% of your wellness journey. But with busy lives, who has time for a lot of meal planning and prep? And honestly, how do we even know what great nutrition is with all the conflicting information out there? Well, that's where Angie Niska and her team of wellness coaches at Rise Nutrition can help. Now, Rise is an Herbalife Nutrition Club, a place to get a delicious, healthy shake on the go, and I've had them, and they are delicious indeed. It's actually hard to believe that it's good for you. You can also work with a coach to customize a program and take products home no matter where you live. Find Rise Nutrition on Facebook.com slash Rise Menominee, that's Rise with a Z, and you can get all of their info and latest special flavors. And if you're in the Menominee area, stop by to taste it for yourself. To connect, just message them on Facebook or contact Angie at 715-308-0198 and take a step on your wellness journey. After all, our body is the house God gave us and it's our job to take care of it. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope that you found these last three podcasts to be helpful and that they've allowed your mind to think. If nothing else, just being able to think about these things is definitely helpful. If you've been enjoying Jesus Never Ran, do me a favor. There's three things that you can do to help this podcast. Number one, if you haven't subscribed yet, just hit that subscribe button and it will allow these podcasts to be downloaded on your device every single week, which also helps it be seen by other people. Another huge thing that helps this get in front of other folks is to simply give it a rating. If you give it a five-star rating, that helps it to be seen by more and more people, the more ratings that you get. And then finally, if you have a few minutes, just go ahead and write a one or two sentence review of the podcast. All of those things helps the podcast be seen by more people and it helps all of us continue on this journey of helping others to slow down this life so we can truly enjoy it and be the person we were created to be and make the difference we were meant to make. Happy walking. We'll see you next time.